When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Alex here, and you're listening to another episode of the Market Adventures podcast. I bought a few stocks this week during the sell-off, and if you're a paid subscriber to the newsletter, I actually sent that out to you yesterday, so go and check. If you're not a paid subscriber and you're a free subscriber, you can switch for just $5 a month or $50 for a full year subscription to get these extra posts that I put out. If you're not a free subscriber, then start there, and you'll see that... I called this sell-off in the newsletter I put out at the beginning of this month. Go to beginnersedge.co to get ahead of market news and data like this uh, when I am prescient on the subject. Now, the question uh, for today is, why would I buy stocks that are going down? Today's episode is going to clarify that for you. The question we'll start with is this. uh, Did you know that the dollar was not the first American currency? Stay tuned. So the dollar you're holding, as many of you already know, is what's considered a fiat currency, right? Which means it, it it holds no real value in itself. But I won't go into describing that because if, you are, if you're an adult and you've been around for a while, you know that that piece of paper doesn't actually hold any real value. And we did talked about that in history class. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about currency though, right? Because not only do we know that that paper is not actually valuable, uh, actually the pennies are more valuable than the paper. It's crazy enough. But anyway, the currencies, right? Currencies are meant to move. And we've talked about this earlier in the show, but we want to talk about it a little bit again um, because currencies are meant to change value, right? Constantly. Think about a current uh, in the ocean, right? Or, Or in water, right? Currents are constantly changing. Moreover, the strength and weakness is constantly changing as well, right? That is completely out of our control. Governments, and political factors, economic factors, those things are changing. There's nothing you can do individually to increase the value of the dollar you're holding in your hand or at the dollar that you're holding in your savings account or checking account. The exchange rate, right, is the current value of any currency, like the dollars, in exchange for another currency. So the exchange rate are those comparing currencies against others. So like us against the pound, or the dollar against the pound, um, the yet the Japanese yen, things like that, and those rates, right? The, that that value correlation between those company, those countries' currencies, are changing based on, again on political and economic factors and events. 
Now, when I say stop saving your money, which it sounds a little extreme, uh, I want to talk about a story, right, of old, old time America, like the very beginning. Did you know that every currency that has ever been created has eventually gone to zero, right? Obviously, we're not going to see that now because we are in a we are in a state where there are a lot of countries that are still alive, right? Still afloat. That that's our society. But prior to the societies that we have now, every society that has, that has risen and has fallen, their currency has gone to some factor of zero or worthlessness. In America. The dollar was not the first currency, right? We had a, a currency that we called the continental. Now, the continental refers to a paper currency that the Congress, the Continental Congress, right, that we created to fund the Revolutionary War. So when America, and I keep saying we, I am Jamaican, but I guess it's, it's easier to have this conversation in this kind of tongue. Um, but when America was revolting uh, against, well, Britain, you know, Mama Nation, uh, they created this currency to help fund the war, right? Now, the Continentals, this currency, lost value very quickly because they weren't actually backed by physical assets like gold or silver. And because of the fact that, one, they weren't backed by anything, they were easily printed, Right, because you don't have to back them with any actual value. You can print as much or as little as you want. So instead of printing the small amount that that was actually supposed to be printed, they printed something like two hundred million or something crazy like that, which today is nothing. But if you think about back then, millions weren't not actually uh, nobody was making you know your millions weren't actually a calculable number. Remember, like now millions are super easy. People are talking about trillions now. And the way that our government uses trillions, trillions doesn't even sound like a lot of money. But back then, millions were a lot. So they printed like a couple hundred million when they were only supposed to print like two million or something like that. So it quickly lost value. And if you really think about it, doesn't that sound familiar, right? They printed a lot more than they were expecting. So far since COVID, we've printed way more than what was expecting, right? We expected one stimulus check. We've gotten three stimulus checks. Right, we expected PPP loans and the governments to risk, uh, to uh, come back faster, and they haven't. So the loans are still going out for these companies, right? Doesn't it sound like we're printing a lot more than was expected? And Biden is still talking about printing even more, right? So I mean, these continentals were supposed to hold value, uh, in expectation of future tax revenues, right? Eventually, once the war is over, right, the taxes that they collected were supposed to fund the, the, uh, or back the value of these continentals, but obviously that did not happen to case. So the devaluing of a company, uh, of a currency, is not uncommon for our country, and the conditions are similar, right? Instead of a war for the reason of print, uh, uh, causing the printing of these bills, we had COVID, Right? We had a crazy amount of printing. The president's talking about printing more for our infrastructure package. The only thing that we don't have, right, is that people actually stop accepting continentals as an exchange of value, right, for goods. Right now, the dollar is still good. The dollar is still a reserve currency of the world. Everyone pegs their value against the dollar. But for how long? So, I mean, if we shouldn't save dollars, because we don't want to go into the, I'm not going to go into the reserve co- currency conversation, 
Just know that we are the reserve currency. The inflation's going out of whack. How long will be we'll be the reserve currency for? We'll end it at that. We'll talk about reserve currency at another date. But back onto the, the 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 topic of the conversation is if we're not saving dollars, what should we do with it? And the answer is very simple. Assets and commodities that store value. Now, commodity prices are way up. They've got to come down at some point. But assets and commodities that store value. When the dollar got established, uh, they were backed by gold. Since coming off the gold standard, the paper that we hold in our hands and the dollars that are are held electronically in our banks um, have become useless, right, or or valueless. But gold still has value. So some examples of some things, some assets that hold value and preserve value over time are gold, um, stocks or or partial ownership in companies, and land, housing, and now, uh, within the last decade or so, cryptocurrency. Now, obviously, all of these things change value as well. We talk about the dollar constantly going up and going down, but these assets go up or going down uh, uh, have more to do naturally with that scarcity, right? And they're not easily printed like dollars are. For example, gold. There's a there's a set amount of gold on the earth, right? You 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 theoretically are not able to you know, produce more gold. Land. There's a set amount of dirt on this planet. You cannot make more dirt unless Elon gets us to Mars. We have a limited amount of dirt. That dirt is constantly increasing in value as you begin to build out on this planet. There's less land to build on. The land becomes scarce. The land becomes more valuable. People will always need a place to live. So even as more houses are being built, more people are moving into houses, the house supply and demand is always being le- uh, um, is always being balanced to some degree because as people are moving into homes, more homes are being built and vice versa. Now, they obviously are going to fluctuate. The housing market is always going to fluctuate. But if you look at houses back then and you look at houses now, House values have gone up, even accounting for inflation. Okay? Cryptocurrency is the one kind of uh, throw out there, ballpark, but cryptocurrencies are supposed to be created in that idea, right? Bitcoin. There's a limited supply, right? Supply, the supply that uh, goes back into the market, right? They're, they can't create more Bitcoin, but that is also being limited, right? Due to some kind of program or algorithm. Same thing with Ethereum. There's a limited amount in, in circulation, and then once a certain marker is hit, a, a specific amount is put into circulation. With the U.S. dollar, right, we had one COVID scare, and they started printing trillions and trillions and trillions, and there was no specific marker that told you, okay, put this much amount. It was just like, yo, let's print more, let's give people money. They need more money. They need more money. They need more money. So... You can understand why holding cash or holding uh, uh, dollars, be it in cash or in the bank, is such a, a much scarier and more risky play because, like I said, the housing market, land, always being up and down controlled. Even stocks, to some degree, are being up and down controlled because, yeah, they'll issue more shares, but there's also share buybacks. There's also the demand, increased demand fluctuations like that. Yes, stock prices go up and down, 
But when you do the investment based on uh, strong fundamentals, yes, technical analysis too, but understanding the company and its value over time, you can kind of be able to, to mitigate some of that fluctuation. But at the end of the day, a company is not just going to print trillions of shares. It's not happening. The government, though, can decide to just print, print, print trillions. Even in this environment, right? We talk about this environment, and we're talking about trillions of dollars. Even cars are holding value more than they used to. Think about that. They say you lose about 30% or 30 to 50% as soon as you take a car off the lot. You buy a Tesla, you drive it off the lot, immediately gone, 30%. Something like that. But now, if you take your car right now, your used car, and you go on Kelly Blue Book and look up the value of that car or truck. If it's a truck or car that has some kind of technology, right? We're not talking about roll-up windows. We're talking about some kind of technology in it. The value of that car has remained stable or has gone up slightly. And that was, uh, uh, that was shown in the recent inflation numbers, the CPI numbers. So as you can see, like... People are valuing these things more than cash at this moment in time because there's been so much cash printed, right? So buying assets right now is the best way to protect your money. It's no longer about saving it, no longer about keeping it in this currency form. Because like we said in our, in our interview with Julie Holly, we talked about this. If you own a house or you own a land, and 10 years from now, like I said, all currencies have eventually gone away to value uh, to zero in value. If the U.S. dollar 20 years from now goes to zero and people start buying everything using cryptocurrency or using some kind of new kind of currency that gets created, you can sell your house for that new currency. But you don't want to convert your dollars to that new currency if your dollars are not worth zero. Right, let me say that again. If you own real estate or you own stocks or you own some kind of crypto or gold, when it comes time to retrieve the value that you've invested, you can uh, get that value converted to that new form of accepted currency and maintain a level of value more so than if you were to exchange the cash that's in your savings or checking account to that new currency. So buying assets, I'm repeating myself, buying assets right now is the best way to protect your money. I hope you enjoyed that episode and I also hope you enjoy your weekend. Make sure you share this episode with your best friend today. If they're your best friend and you love them, you'll share them this episode because I'm sure they have more money in their savings than they do invested. Bring them into the fold. Bring them into this community of wealth chasers. There will be another episode tomorrow, so make sure you check in and bring that same friend tomorrow. Make them start their weekend off with a bang. This has been your host, Alex Cunningham, saying be well and remember... As you begin searching for answers to life's challenges, don't seek security. Seek 
adventure. 